This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Lisa Swiftney. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. This is episode number 94. Today, I have with us Good Neighbor James Feeney with National Realty Centers. Hi, James. How are you doing today? Pretty good for Monday. Good morning, yes. Lisa. Good morning, audience. Uh, let's start off by talking about your business. So what do you do? So what I do is I sell real estate. I've been doing this for about 10 years as a second career. And I love helping seniors, especially when they're selling their last house or downsizing. It's a niche real estate that I fell into about five years ago. It's really, really rewarding when you can protect people's assets and get maximum net proceeds when they do have to sell their homes. So that is awesome. And you've been doing it for quite a number of years. Yes. And it's, a, as I said earlier, it's a second career. I don't plan on having a third career. I'm going to stick with this game. There you go. <laughs> so tell our listeners about your journey. How did you get started in this business? So that's a great question. Um, during the Great Recession, 2009 through 10 and 11, um, I lost my job in automotive marketing where I was in that space for over 15 years doing automotive marketing, event marketing for big uh, automotive projects. Uh, most of my clients were Ford or GM and lost my job in 2010. Uh, as you know, uh, the big three were struggling big time then. Michigan was hit hard. And for a while, I tried to get back into that field, but nobody was hiring and it was a, it was a tough time. So in late 2011, a friend of mine um, said, hey, would you consider working? We're looking for people to work at a title company. And title companies where you close your real estate transactions. I said, sure, I'll try anything. At that point, I was pretty desperate for a job. So I worked at a title company for two and a half years. And towards the end of my time with the title company, I said to myself, you know, I kind of like this real estate. I'm going to get my real estate license and give that a go. So by mid 2014, I was full-time real estate and I gave up my title job. And here we are almost 10 years later. Wow. It's actually, it's kind of like a third career. Yeah. If you, if you consider the title in the middle, that's true. Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> but that was a great, it was a great bridge towards real estate, a great intro into the profession. Let me put that's it that true. way. You're yeah. right. <clears throat> so can you tell our audience about any myths or misconceptions that you hear about in your industry? Yeah. I, one of the biggest ones I hear is that, you know, what we do is kind of easy um, we just help people find houses. We help people sell houses. And in certain parts of the last 10 years, it's been pretty easy to sell houses with the demand out there for houses. But there's a lot involved that the layperson who's not in the real estate business does not see that we do. Um, things that would be, the things that I'm talking about are, you know, protect the interest of our clients. Um, you know, make sure that we get the maximum value when we're selling a property. It's easy to just take the first offer when you're listing a property. The next level is to get the first offer, then get a few other offers and then leverage towards the highest value of the property. 
I can tell you um, there's a lot of strategy involved there. It's not something that you know when you're a realtor, you know, in your first couple of years. But if you stick with the business and you really learn from others and learn from each transaction that you do, you became really, I feel I've become very good at strategizing how to get the maximum net proceeds for every time I get a listing. I feel privileged to help each of my clients. Um, so going back to the myth question, I, I think that a lot of people in the street just think it's an easy, easy job and it's easy money. Um, I know, Lisa, you've probably dealt with real estate transactions in your life and you probably had different experiences throughout your life in real estate. Some realtors are good. Some some are flashy. Um, some are not so good. It's a pretty easy uh, way to get your license. It's not difficult to get become a real estate agent. But the good ones survive. Um, there's a statistic out there that says only 80 or 85% of realtors make it beyond year three of having their real estate license. Wow. And I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on why that is the case. But... Um, you know, realtors that last 10 years and beyond, they know what they're doing. And they're That's very true. good advocates for their clients. They don't just do it for the money. That is that is very true. So what do you like doing for fun when you're not working on your business? So I enjoy golfing when the weather's nice enough in Michigan to do that. I enjoy playing tennis year round. Um, it really keeps my mind off of the business side of things. Tennis is where I really am able to just get away from real estate world and really kind of focus on just winning in tennis. And it's really my drug. I, I always say that, that when I'm on the tennis court, I block out everything else and I'm able to focus hundred percent. Now on the golf course, I'm not able to tune out everything because my phone is like in my golf cart or on my, in my pocket. And so you don't get the full break from real estate world when you're on the golf course versus when I'm on the tennis court and I turn my phone off or, you know, leave it in the locker room. Right. What about pickleball? Are you a pickleball fan? You know, not yet, Lisa. Okay. Um, I, I've had a lot of people ask me that question, but I, I love tennis so much. And fortunately, I'm healthy enough to still be able to play tennis. I think at some point I will try pickleball and I'll probably love it, but I have not even tried the game yet. Okay. Well, neither have I, but I know it's the it's the new rage with everybody. It is. As it's it's going across the country. There's a lot of uh, parks and recs that are converting uh, tennis courts into pickleball courts. And the amazing thing is pickleball is not just for our elderly population. Oh, no. There's it's a lot not. of um, teenagers and young adults that play pickleball now. I could see it even being like a varsity sport in high school in the, in the near future. Oh, that's true. So um, let's see here. Can you describe one hardship or life challenge that you rose above and can now say because of that challenge that you're better for it and or stronger? So I'm going to harken back to early or in my real estate career. And this is back in 2015. Um, I had a little bit of success just contacting folks in my sphere of influence. We call it the low hanging fruit. And some of those people were very um, kind and, and they hired me to be their realtor, even though I was not a very experienced realtor at the time. So after that first year or so, you know, I ran into a lull of a few months where I didn't have any clients and it was a struggle. Um, you know, my wife had been laid off of her job in 2015. 
So we weren't bringing much money, you know, into the household and my income was, was zero for three months. So, you know, I came to a crossroads. Should I continue this business of real estate or, you know, should I try another profession? And I'm so thankful that I stuck with it because I just had to be patient and do what I love doing, which is networking. You know that, Lisa. I'm, I network with a lot of different people, a lot of different types of industries I network. Yes, you and do. eventually by early 16, my business started to pick up again. And now I'm really, really happy that I did that. So, yeah, it's a great question, Lisa. I, I think a lot of people do come across that crossroads in their career. And and some people say, you know, I'm just going to leave it leave it aside and try something different. Right. But I'm very thankful that I stuck with it and and um, am very happy to be a real estate agent. I'm an associate broker, actually. I got my broker license about four years ago. And you also have a brand that you're branding yourself as, too. Yeah, I just um, thought of doing something different. Um, I woke up on January 1st of 2023, and I looked at this pair of red tennis shoes in my closet, and I said, oh, I think I'm going to wear those tennis shoes every day. And uh, we're almost to the end of 2023, and I have, in fact, worn my red shoes every single day. And now I'm branding myself as what you just referred to, the Red Shoes Realtor. That's and right. it's, um, it's, it's working because there's a few people that have run across me or know of me, and they know me more for my red shoes that I wear more than even my name. So I think that's, that's the next level of branding when you can get to that level. That's right. <laughs> red Shoes Realtor. Yes. So what's one thing that you wish our listeners knew about your business? So one thing I wish my listeners or the audience here would, would know is that real estate is not an easy game. It's something that is a true relationship between real estate agent and client. And there needs to be a lot of transparency throughout the entire process of either buying a home or selling a home. The more honest my clients are with me and the more honest I am with them, the better results we have. I have run across over my 10 years in real estate, some clients that are more closed and not really open. And, you know, it's more difficult to kind of figure out what they want if they're not telling me up front from day one what their wishes and goals are. So that would be the number one thing, just honest transparency. It's a huge transaction when you're selling or buying a house. And I take that responsibility very personal. You come alongside them and be their guide. Yes. Be their yes. advocate. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So now our listeners are intrigued and they want okay. to learn more about you. So how do they contact you? They want to buy a house, sell a house. What's the best way to get in touch with you? So uh, probably the best way is my cell number. Um, and I do have contacts throughout the United States, referral partners in other states. So even if you don't have a need to buy or sell in Michigan, where I'm licensed, I can advise you or give you an advice on somebody that's vetted by me that can help you in most of the 50 states in the country. My cell number is 586-201-5193. And my email address is redshoesrealtor1 at gmail.com. And the number one is just the number one. That is amazing. Well, James, thank you so much for being a guest on our Good Neighbor podcast today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Rochester. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnprochester.com. That's gnprochester.com or call 248 988 9640.